Hello and welcome to Center for Victory's podcast of your best day yet. At Center for Victory, we're here to help unlock, reinforce, and enrich relationships through personal and professional development. I'm Eric Guy, Chief Victory Officer here at the Center for Victory. Today with me, a guest, a local guest actually, Miss Tracy Hughes. Uh, Tracy's the manager of youth services at BCRC, which is uh, our county here, Beaver County Rehabilitation Center. She has been with them for 21 years, so she has lots of experience. Uh, she heads the school-to-work program that does transition from school setting to learning to being out in the community with a future goal of employment. Uh, she works with special needs students ages 14 to 21, they serve students from uh, most districts in the Beaver County area and some in actually Allegheny County as well. They just recently hosted the Beaver County Transition Council meeting with several Beaver, Beaver County uh, special education teachers in attendance. They do community job training by partnering with several local businesses. Tracy is actually originally from Normanville, PA, uh, and is the proud mother of three grown children and loves waterfalls. Welcome, Tracy. <laughs> Thank you, Eric. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Um, so you've got a lot of experience, uh, but this is a, you know, this can be education for some people that are listening. So we have the viewership, uh, especially like local people. So, you know, they might want to need to know some of the things that, uh, you're laying out today. So we appreciate you being on and all the experience that you bring. And I'm just going to thank you over and over and over again, because that is, you know, I'm a uh, still a licensed social worker. That's where I cut my teeth. Um, a lot of times that is a thankless, very difficult job. So thanks for hanging in there and being a veteran of it. We really appreciate uh, what you do. Well, thank you. I think when you're when you're in the field this long, you realize the difference that you can make and the lives that you've helped. And that's that gives you the incentive to keep going. Yeah, you really have to have a, a big why to uh, do what you do. And we'll probably ask you something like that during this podcast. Um, but I guess first, just to back up, Tracy, can you tell us more about the student population that you serve? I, I just kind of grazed over a little highlight there, but can you go into depth with that, please? Sure. So we can work with any public school in Beaver or Allegheny County. Um, it, our program is school funded, so that's where we get our income from. Um, we serve 14 to 21 year olds who have an IEP, which is an individualized education plan. So that means they have some type of learning difference. It could be a learning disability. Um, it could be a mental health diagnosis. It could be a physical disability. So we, we work with a variety of issues. And like I said, we can do any of the schools that are willing to send the kids. Now, is that, uh, you know, that, is that one of the biggest reasons uh, schools would send students to you? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And what, what we're finding is that schools are sending kids who have kind of met the academic goals that they can reach. They, they've plateaued academically, but they definitely still need to work on some social skills, some soft skills for work. So they see the benefit of sending them to us because we can do that in a broader scope. How so? So, so for those listening, how do you do that? So basically we kind of think about the fact that, um, we have a smaller ratio than the schools can have. So our highest ratio is one job coach to six kids, but we don't usually reach that. We usually only do about one job coach to three, three or four kids. So we can actually be an extension of what the schools need to adequately support and prepare students for next steps. Because we can 
work at that lower ratio, we can provide a more individualized attention and we can do a wide, wider variety of job assessments and job tryouts. So the schools do a phenomenal job, but a lot of them just have a few places where they can take larger groups of kids, whereas we can go to more locations and take one or two kids so the kids get much more hands-on as well. Um, can you give us an example of that? Of like places that we go? Yeah, just kind of places that you go and what what the benefits are to the to the kids because that's the big thing. I mean, yeah, schools do a great job, but I mean, they're just they're slammed too. Yes. Limited resources, things like that. So I just yeah. So I have get... a planning staff, and my planning staff reaches out to businesses, both nonprofit and for profit. That's what they spend a large amount of their time doing. They reach out to businesses to see if we can bring students to either job shadow, which is just come see what a job does or do job assessments where the kids get to do hands-on. Um, so we go to pharmacies and we do stocking of shelves. We go to grocery stores and we do bagging of groceries. We also stock shelves at grocery stores as well. Um, we go to retail stores and hang clothing or unpack um, packages. We can do like unloading things from trucks. We do janitorial work. So we do like a wide variety of things. For some of the nonprofits, we do um, food distribution. We serve at soup kitchens. So we try to get as many unique experiences as we can. And if we get a student that has a particular interest, we very much try to find something with that. So we had a student that was interested in, she's very artistic. So we took her to a screen printing company and she was there for nine weeks um, every Friday for nine weeks. So that was a really good experience for her. If we have individuals that are interested in animals, we might do humane society. Um, in the past, we've done different ranches so the kids could get experience with larger animals. Now, are there, are there companies that just keep taking students every year? Oh yeah. We actually have a few sites that we go to on a weekly basis. So we have some sites that are consistent every week. So we'll try to start, rotate the kids through so different kids get that experience. Um, we have sites that we've worked with for five, six, and seven years. Okay. Any shout outs that you are allowed to give or no? The companies? Um, yeah, I don't see why not. Um, so we have a great partnership when we think about locally with our neighborhood north, okay. with Vickery Mansion, um, Global Links. I know I'm going to miss somebody, so that's my biggest concern. Yeah. Um, we've worked with Shop and Save, Microtel, Save-A-Lot. I know I'm missing some. Let me see if I can find my list real fast because I don't want to miss out any of the, the really good ones. Beaver Valley Mall. Yeah. Um, Communicycle. Habitat Restore. Um, Rural King Target. Salvation Army. Shadow Lakes. Sports Zone. The Way Station, which is in Ohio. Huh. World Vision. Um, those are the ones that we go to quite frequently. We also go to Beaver Super. Yeah. Which is very local. Um, yeah, we go, we will pretty much go anywhere. People will take us. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. What, what makes, is there anything else that makes the program unique? I would say one of the things, so I've been with BCRC for 21 years, but I used to work with the adult population that had criminal backgrounds. So I've only mm -hmm. been in this position for five years. And the thing that I noticed immediately was we're from a County that is very competitive. Um, but when these kids come here, it almost doesn't matter what school they went to or what school they go to. When they're here, they create a school of their own. And we don't see that rivalry. 
they are just all supportive and accepting of each other. And it's probably one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen in my life because these kids all come and maybe they had a rough experience in school because of the learning disabilities that they have, but they come here and they are accepted immediately by their peers. So I think that's probably one of the most unique things because coming from the county where there's so much competition and rivalry, the kids come here and it's just, it's like a beautiful little family. Well, that's great because I, you know, again, my experience working with, with that population is that's exactly what they need to. They do. One of the things that I think is so unique, if you ask our kids like what they like about being here, they will say helping other people because a lot of the places we go like soup kitchens and Salvation Army, they are serving other people. And it just kind of really makes you realize that the people who need the support actually learn a lot by giving support, if that makes sense, because it, it's just, it's really sense. neat to see. Yeah. And I, you know, just a little side note here. Um, I think we all need to get a little bit better at that. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I think we become so wrapped up in ourselves that we don't realize that there's a lot of places that we can help right in our own backyard. You like missions fields are wonderful. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and going on large trips is wonderful, but there's so much that you can just do if you just open your eyes to what's right in front of you. Right in the county. Yep. <laughs> That's great. Um, um, so uh, what other type, like, if this, this is more for the viewers that might have um, or know of somebody that's in that population, what type of training do you provide your students? So when the students come in, we have different stations set up. So one of our stations is like a financial literacy, trying to teach them the basics of a paycheck so that when they do get a job, they understand what that is. Um, we also have a station that's set up for sign language so that they can learn to communicate with wow. people that communicate differently than them. We have a station that is set up for driver's ed um, for the students who want to learn to practice for taking the test. So we have different stations that focus on a different skill. Most recently, we started our own cafe because wow. we discovered that many of the Beaver County schools had cafes and some of the kids really missed that. So the kids have to take orders. They have to fill the orders. They have to serve their peers and they have to figure out how to make change. Um, but the kids don't have to pay. We give them fake money, okay. which we tie into our financial literacy lesson. So when they go volunteer places, we record how many hours they volunteered and give them fake money as their payment. So they can purchase items at the cafe as well. So we rotate that where some of the kids are servers one week and then they get to be a customer the next. So that's a lot of fun. So those are some of the work skills. We also do a morning lesson before we go out into the community. And that morning lesson is very focused on a soft skill, a social skill or a work skill. So rather than being like an academic classroom, it's a very hands-on. Um, one time we did how to not dress for an interview because we realized that we were telling the kids how to dress for an interview. So some of our staff came dressed extremely inappropriately for the interview just to be that visual reminder for the kids. We also bring in guest speakers. Um, so we'll bring in local businesses that'll talk to the kids about what it takes to work for them. So we really try to give them as many opportunities as they can to see what real work is. That's awesome. And speaking of that, you mentioned it a little bit, so I want to mention it now. Um, 
I want people after they hear this, I want businesses to, to, to reach out to you or schools to reach out to you as well. But if, if a business was like, if I'm, you know, I run a business, if I were looking to, to help out, what mm -hmm. are you all looking for in a business? We will, like I said earlier, we will work with just about anybody. So sometimes businesses will say, well, I don't want to make a weekly commitment. So we have some sites that we go to every two weeks or once a month. We have some sites that we reserve that if we have a student that really wants to try that specific um, job, we might not take very many kids there. Well, perfect example, Milk House Meets. Yeah. You wouldn't think typically of sending a student to Milk House Meets, but we had a student who is an avid hunter and fisherman. So we thought, let's give it a try. He is now employed there one day a week. That's Typically awesome. you would like, I was like, please don't make me job coach that. Um, but for him, it's not gross or disgusting because he's used to doing that. So that's why, like, I really, when I say anything, there is, there's nothing that we won't try. Um, yeah, and that's then we it. Get feedback from like the student in the business. Is this something that could assist you occasionally? And we go from there. Yeah. So if anybody's listening and you want to, you know, definitely reach out to, to Tracy, um, you know, T Hughes at BCRC.net. Yeah. Uh, and it's H U G H E S Hughes. Yes. T Hughes at BCRC.net. I just wanted to, I usually ask at the end, Tracy, but I wanted to throw that in there That's because hopefully there's a person or two listening that might reach out um, because I know it's a lot easier when they call in and you don't have to find them on your own. It makes it a lot easier for you and your staff, probably. It does. Um, so you, you talked about the geographical location and then, you know, obviously those things like what challenges do you face, you know, every day that people might not be aware of? I mean, this is, you know, great program, but you know, when you're, you're, when you're talking six to one and you're trying to do three to one ratios, um, yeah. that, that can be challenging, um, just from a staff perspective, I imagine, but. You know, you also have so to some have of the some person. of the broader challenges that we face, I think, are a lot of the challenges that many um, other human service agencies that I know are facing, and that is keeping staff. Um, human service fields don't traditionally pay super well, so and in an economy like we have now, that is tough. So probably mm -hmm. staffing is our biggest challenge, and but we don't have a high turnover rate, which is really good because people see these kids and the potential that they have. And they just have a desire, you know, to keep helping them. Um, so one of the challenges we have with businesses is helping businesses to understand um, that we have to look at each person's ability mm -hmm. and see them for that instead of seeing them for their disability. And that is something that we highly advocate for. And we explain to businesses, yes, they might not be able to handle every aspect of the job. But if we could look at like a customized employment or a job carving, a perfect example I have of that was years ago when I was doing the adult population. Um, I had a young lady who many would have deemed unemployable, but she could tell you anything there was to know about makeup. And so we got her a job one day a week at Giant Eagle stocking their makeup. And the manager actually came to me and said, our makeup department has never been more organized. So they were willing to look past 
some of what most of us would see as the disabilities and see her for her abilities. And that is something that if more businesses could do, I think everybody would realize the potential that some of these individuals really do have. Um, we also have to realize that not every kid is going to fit into a traditional job description. Mm -hmm. um, but they all have skills of something that we can find them to do. So those are probably the biggest challenges. Well, I want to go back to something you said earlier about, you know, uh, I, I know some, well, some of the kids in your program, um, but they, a lot of them have such big hearts. You, you know, you said earlier about, they just want to give back and, you know, you look at their disability, um, you know, I know one that's, you know, in your program and, and I've known him since he was tiny. And, uh, just to watch him grow up and do that. And, you know, I know his heart, I mean, it, it's huge heart. Um, but it, it's just something because it, it gets into my next question, Tracy, that's why I'm saying this. Okay. Um, if you're going to, you know, obviously you always are going to be looking for help, but help people understand the reasons that motivate you to come in and do this work day in and day out, because it is, you know, the, it's, it's a lower pay. It's long hours. Sometimes it's, you know, all the things that, that some people don't want. Um, but it's also very rewarding, but what kind of person are you looking for and what, like what motivates you to do this? So I think my motivation is seeing successes, whether they're large or small, because the definition of success is going to be different for everybody. Um, but seeing that success, even if it's just a small step, while supporting individuals to achieve their highest potential, when somebody does that, that's all it takes for me. So a few examples of that. We did have a young girl who was bound and determined that she wanted to do childcare. So... Childcare is a really hard one to get job shadows in because obvious reasons, clearances and, yeah. and all of that. Um, so several of our staff one day decided to act like children and we made her read us a story. And I'm embarrassed to say that we were awful. We were we were <laughs> very bad for her, but she handled it with such grace. And we ended up getting her um, a job shadow at a daycare and then a paid work experience with us, which is a program through OVR that we can help with as well. And I can now proudly say that she's working full time at a daycare center. She wow. got her driver's license and she just purchased her own car. That to me. Wow. That's a big win. You know, when you, when you hear those success stories, yes, that's a big success story, but even the small success stories make a huge difference. And it does, it kind of gives you the motivation each day to keep going. Yeah. So let's talk about that because, you know, obviously again, with my background, your background, I do know parents that have kids with, with disabilities, with special needs. Um, what advice do you have for them actually, as they plan for their kid's future? Cause sometimes they're kind of out on the Island. They feel like they're all alone. You know, I've, I've been in a lot of places where it's just like, you know, we don't, and, and it's just that little bit of hope. So what advice do you have for them? So the first thing I would say is definitely start planning before you think you need to. So you should really start planning for your child's transition into adulthood by about 14 or 15. Um, for parents, get informed. Know all of your options. So there's so much in our county. We really do live in a good county 
for people that have special needs. There's a, there's a lot of help in this county. So some of the things that you wanna look at your options are a supports coordinator, that's through our county. Um, OVR, which is Office of Vocational Rehab. If you have a child with disabilities, get them connected with the Office of Vocational Rehab. Find out about waiver funding um, because there are going to be a few individuals that are not gonna be able to work. It's just not gonna be what's best for them and for their um, disability. So know about waiver funding because what we want to ensure is that no child graduates to their couch. They can become a productive member in their society, whether that's through work or volunteering. Um, so when you when you think about occupational wellness, occupational wellness can be achieved through volunteering as much as through a job. Yeah, you're not paid. But for some of these individuals, pay does not matter to them. They want to help somebody. Mm -hmm. So our goal is to ensure that they don't graduate to the couch, that they have something productive to do once they age out of the school system. So as the, as somebody dealing with a parent, I would say know what your child's rights are and make sure that you're taking steps to ensure that their future is secured. Wonderful. Um, did I miss anything? What should I be asking you that I might not have asked you, Tracy, that people might need to know about your program? So what I would say is if you're not sure if we can help you at your business, just call us and I can make that determination. Okay. Um, you know, be honest with us. You know, like we have a small space. I know it might only be able to take one or two kids. Is that a problem? No, that's not a problem. We do one-on-one -on -one services as well. Um, so if you are not sure if it's something that we could do, feel free to email me. Um, I will answer every email that's sent to me. If it's the type of thing that you're a business and you would just like to come and talk to our kids. Like I said, we do a morning lesson every day. We would love to have guest speakers. Because it's kind of like parenting. After a while, your own kid gets sick of hearing your own voice. I'm sure our kids get sick of hearing our job coach's voice. So they would love to have somebody different come. So even if you're just willing to come and talk to the kids about what it takes to be a good employee, um, what it takes you know, to do a certain aspect of a job, we are always open to having guest speakers. Okay. I'm going to make the challenge right now to all the companies that we work with. I'm going to throw it down. So uh, <laughs> if any of you are listening right now, reach out to Tracy, because I know a lot of you have a lot to offer and uh, you're close by. It doesn't, you know, it's not going to take too much time and you're going to be doing something great uh, for these kiddos. And we are located in Beaver, but we will travel about a 45 minute radius from there. So some of our sites we do are actually in Ohio. Mm -hmm. um, we go as far as Robinson. So we're not just Beaver County. We have a fleet of vehicles that we load the kids up at about 915 and off we go for the day. And I think that's the other thing we had talked about what makes us unique and why would the schools send us. Um, we are able to get the students that real life hands on that the schools not can't necessarily do. Um, rarely do we have kids in our building. Our goal is to get the kids out practicing skills that we're teaching them. Wonderful. So a side note here, Tracy, last question. You yes. said that you, uh, you're a waterfall lover. Uh, I, it's probably an obsession <laughs> would be a better word. Really? Uh, we'll have <laughs> yeah. to talk more cause I know I'll see you tomorrow. Um, uh, but, uh, uh, that was actually Tracy. I don't know if you know this, but that was my midlife crisis. I wanted a waterfall and, uh, I, I put one in, uh, okay. well, I want to see a picture of that <laughs> years ago. Uh, so I can relate a little bit, but maybe not as much as you, uh, 
last funny thing here. What's your favorite waterfall that you've actually visited? Um, so the most unique one that I have ever been to was definitely not the one with the most water and it wasn't the tallest, but it was called the Eternal Flame in Buffalo, New York. Okay. My husband surprised me and took me there literally just for a day trip. We drove to see the waterfall and drove home, but oh. it has a natural gas leak behind it. So there's always a flame behind the water. Oh, that's it is cool. phenomenal. I've never heard of that. I'll have to yeah. check it out. Eternal Flame, Buffalo, New York. But then some of the largest, most magnificent ones that I ever seen were in Iceland. Highly recommend Iceland for anybody that really likes to travel. Go to Iceland. Maybe yeah. wait till the issues they're having now are over with lava. But once that's resolved, go to Iceland. <laughs> All right. Well, that's a great note to end on, Tracy. Thanks for thanks for spending your time. I know you're busy. I uh, really appreciate it. Hopefully we've educated some people. Hopefully some people will reach out, parents, businesses, um, you know, business owners or people working in business that want to spend some time and give some time, even through a lesson to some of these kids would really appreciate that. And I know there are a lot of you are out there. I know a lot of you listen. So I would, you know, you'd be doing me a favor too. So really appreciate you, Tracy. Um, again, that's T Hughes at bcrc.net. And you can reach out to her directly, or if you can't find her information, please call our office and we'll get you hooked up. So thank you, Tracy. That's all for today, folks. Thanks for watching and listening. Make sure you hit that subscribe button, that like button. Uh, and in the meantime, if you need any more information, you can go to centerforvictory.com. And just remember, wherever you're at, whatever you're doing, make this your best day yet. We'll see you soon.